brothers and sisters in the law enforcement and military communities in conversations that we all know we need to have. All opinions you'll hear are our own, are protected by our First Amendment of the United States Constitution, and in no way reflect or are meant to reflect the opinion of any specific agency, officer, or service member. Some opinions may be controversial. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. you'd like it. Went a whole different direction today. We're just going to kind of leave this on there. Yeah, okay. Totally different direction. Right. We're smoking pot. <laughs> I tried to throw in a little Middle Eastern in here for us. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Let's get serious, dude. Even though the episode's not going to be really serious this week. Oh, no, no, no. It's not. Gonna be a, we're going to have a lot of fun today, guys. Project yeah. Sapient. Check us out, projectsapient.org. Shoot us an email. You guys are loving us with these. I'm loving you guys with these emails. Projectsapient2020 at gmail.com. We want to say thanks to our tens of thousands of listeners all over the world. Actually, I'm going to go over that, Iman, real quick. Yeah. Thanks to our sponsors and our supporters, Till Valhalla, AAAPoliceSupply.com, Havoc Journal, our partners at the Profiles and Havoc podcast fitcops.com 22 mohawks and don't forget to follow us on facebook instagram and tiktok we love you guys hyman yes check out the distribution ready hold on hold on hold on statistics overview boom look at this shit oh wow fucking twenty-two thousand listeners right let's do all time ready 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 boom wow look at these countries Wow, we're uh, we're uh, all over. Algeria, we have a listener. I know, right? Italy, fifty-two. Wow. France, fifty-nine. Why can't it be sixty-nine? Spain, two. 80. Ukraine, we have one. Wow. Russia, we have three. Let's see, Iran, we don't want the Iranians anyway. <laughs> Afghanistan, one. India, seven. Wow. The Aussies, twenty-six. Wow. Canadians, 339. And of course, the United States, the greatest country yep. in the planet. Most listeners there. Fox, yeah, guys. Thanks for making us the number one military and law enforcement podcast on the planet. So, my friend, how are you, first of all? Um, uh, doing fine. All good. What's wrong, Ivan? Do you want to talk? Right, you want um, to I, I have finally recovered after my hiatus in uh florida and also my uh i'm still in shock that i'm back in massachusetts because isn't it bullshit it is bullshit this fucking weather sucks go from 90 degree weather to fucking cold again i don't understand i say it to my dad all the time right my dad was the first in my family to come here right i was first my dad was the same same thing yeah and i say to him all the time what in god's name possessed you Yep. To stay here. He did the blizzard of 78, right? <laughs> and then he packed up my family and left. Okay. And then a year later, comes back. Why? And I'm like, what the hell was wrong with I you? I think blizzard of 78 should have been like the epiphany. Like, I'm right? leaving and we're going somewhere warm. He was telling me all kinds of stories about how much he loved it here. And I'm like, dude, you never, in your, I think he came here when he was 40. I'm like, yeah. in your 40 years of life, you never saw snow. <laughs> right? Because he, he, Greece isn't like, I mean, the high, the pipe points of like Lebanon where they get Greek, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, snow and stuff. Yeah. We, don't, we don't get any of that. Oh, okay. Right? All right. Especially where we're from. Southern Greek, real Greeks, Spartans. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is Sparta. <laughs> but like, I was like, what the hell's wrong with you? Why would you purposely choose to stay here? Yes. I don't know. My, I, I've asked my dad, same exact question. We fled uh, Africa from civil war. Uh, it was, you know, hot, humid, all that good, great weather. Coming to Boston, fucking December. And I'm like, ugh. And then we've been here ever since. Are You you, you were like, what? I was like, well, well, why is it cold? Uh, <laughs> why, why, why is it cold? Why? This is not right. No, do that again. Uh, <laughs> crap. <laughs> Uh, right, so, so today, today we're going to do a little bit of a um, change up. Um, I actually want to go through like the, uh, you know, like what we do fucking when we go out, we talk shop anyways, regardless. Yep. Uh, more of talking about some of our fucked up funny calls that we've been to over our careers. Not just funny calls, funny 
circumstances. Yeah, funny. Yeah, things yeah, that funny have happened. Circumstances, things that have happened, uh, things that will make you scratch your head. For the civilian listeners, get ready. For other cops, y'all are gonna understand exactly where we're coming from. I say it to some of my civilian friends all the time, and I mean they giggle whenever I say it, and I'm like, it's the great policing is the greatest show on earth. Oh, absolutely. Every time you say you've seen it all, then something else tops it. Oh, yeah. You're know, like, society tells you, oh, you think that was fucked up. Here, hold, hold my, my beer. beer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Totally, dude. I mean, I, I remember I remember getting on for the first time and, you know, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed and fucking, you know, deer in headlights being brand yeah. new and all that shit. And um, <laughs> I give you one of my one of my best stories, right? And it, I mean, this isn't going to be a war story type of shit, but it's, yeah, yeah. it's a funny story. Um, my FTO, really nice guy, God rest his soul. Uh, he took his own life about four or five years ago. Yep. Uh, probably one of the best trainers ever. Yep. Right. Like if somebody asks you who your FTO was and you say this guy, Richie, everybody's like, oh, wow, you're a good cop. Just from your FTO. Like yeah. the guy was just that good. Right. Yeah. And hopefully I can one day get to his level. But anyway, our very, very, very first call. And I remember thinking to myself, dude, this is a setup for the next fucking 30 years. And here I am 20 years later, like, yeah, I was right. Mm-hmm. We get a call for a domestic. Very, I don't know if I should edit that out, but anyway. <laughs> so very popular part it. of the city. Yeah, uh, We'll bleep that out later. But uh, we get there and this was 20 years ago. So things were a little different than they are now. Okay. Right. Person that opens the door is probably six foot four with six inch heels a very quote unquote sexy outfit on. Wow. But with a dong down to its knees. Outstanding. <laughs> Talk about wow. Yeah. Okay. And I remember freezing mm-hmm. and going, ah, ah, did, did, did you, did you call the police? <laughs> and I remember looking over at Richie and he's beat red. Yeah. Like beat fucking red. And I, I was like, remember thinking to myself, is this a setup? Like, was he doing this on purpose? And it wasn't, it was a legit call. Um, the, I don't know how to properly say it now with pronouns and all that bullshit. I, the, the guy or the girl or whatever the fuck it was. I mean, it had a dong down to its fucking knees. Uh, <laughs> her, him, I don't know, uh, was having an issue with somebody that wouldn't leave. Mm. And so we walk in <laughs> thinking that it's just going to be like a removal. Yeah. And, uh, we walk in and the person that this person was calling about was, uh, Handcuffed. Ooh. To the bed. <laughs> One of those scenarios. Okay. And it wasn't that they wanted us to make them leave. They had lost their handcuff keys. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Call the police because you need a set of handcuff keys. So. Uh, <laughs> did, hey, did your um, FTO do like any good FTO? Hey, rookie. Oh, he made red. me, yeah. he made me go uncuff the person. Yeah. Yeah. And like my hand was shaking the entire time. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. So we leave and uh, he gets in the car and we're dying fucking laughing. I'm still kind of like my heart rate's up. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> Welcome to the greatest show on earth. I'm like, oh my God. And he said to me, he was like, this is what you're going to expect Yep. for the next fucking 30 years, buddy. Yeah. And he goes, always look back on this shit. And here I am 20 years later, looking back on this shit. Like Jesus Christ. Oh yeah. It's, it's. It's a wild ride, man. Oh, it is a wild ride. I mean, I remember, uh, you know, I was, uh, when I graduated the academy, we all get uh, set up at headquarters to work, uh, the call center, dispatch, all that. Heck oh, you guys shit. actually did all that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it wasn't like civilian uh, dispatchers were all police officers that, yeah. that ran it. And it's usually all the new guys that have to go in there. And then uh, you get the old timers who are about to retire. They'll go back to do dispatching and call taking because, you know, they're, they're all done working the streets. But, um... I remember one night I was working the four to twelve shift. I didn't get a phone call. Nine one one. Say typical nine one one. Where where is your emergency? Blah blah blah. And uh, dude on the phone says, uh, in a very popular part of the big city, um, he says to me that somebody robbed him. I said, okay, what? Like, give me a little more. Was yeah, yeah. Arm robbery. Yeah. What happened? Um, Are you brand new? Yes. Okay. So I'm going through kind of like a checklist that they give all the yeah. brand new guys yeah. of making sure we ask the right questions so we get, you know, when we dispatch it out. So the guy says to me, I bought some sugar from <laughs> some dude. I was like, okay. 
You really? You bought sugar like a pound of sugar? Yeah, yeah, like okay, so you bought some sugar. Now in my head, I'm already like, okay, something's not right here. But anyways, so he says, yeah, I bought I bought the sugar, and I went and get got money from the ATM, and when I paid him, he took my money and the sugar and ran off. I was like, uh, okay, so, there, so there's a, what's, what's even funnier is that there's a lot of people listening to this. It'll be like. What? Like really? His sugar? Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. That was a that was a legit call. So, at the time, <laughs> I was sort of like getting used to the whole idea of drug rips. What are drug rips? Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And this was like a classic case of a drug rip. And I'm so I'm sitting there like literally like you see me put my head down because you know head up, like hand on my forehead like massaging it like God damn uh. like exactly. <laughs> I was like, okay, so let me get this straight. Some random dude came up to you to sell you some sugar. Yeah. Okay. And when you went to the ATM to get money and gave him the money, he took off with your money and the sugar that you went to buy. Yeah. All right. So what you're telling me is you went to buy cocaine and gave him money and the guy took off, right? What? No, no, I wasn't buying drugs. I wasn't. I was like, okay, let, let, let me just make this absolutely clear. When I send a police officer to you, um, they're going to find all this out, and most likely you're going to get in trouble. Well, I'm the victim here. I was like, well, uh, again, let me uh, make sure you understand what is about to happen. <laughs> and he goes, fuck you then, what a fuck you, and hangs up and goes. Did you uh, send a car? No. You should have? <laughs> no. <laughs> that is a waste of a fucking like, time for an officer to even go See, entertain the, that shit. The veteran, Iman, would have been like, you know, this, like, if this was a few days ago, you probably would have called one of your buddies and been like, hey, drive by this house. I, oh, slow. Yeah, I probably would have. <laughs> I probably would Yeah. The more, Just to fuck with the, the guy. The more, more seasoned Iman would actually be like, you know what? Stay right there. I'm on my I'm way. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to help you solve this mystery caper of the oh, sugar. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you remember I, working all the bars and shit? Oh, dude, I used to stay outside um, a bar called, we'll call it the Rose. You know which one yes. I'm talking about. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. There was a thing right across the yeah, street. Okay. Right across the street. So it would be... Uh, it was like when I worked the overnight shifts yep. and we would all, it, it's awesome. It's amazing to see how many first responders are all at the bars, like waiting for the dump out. We're listen, we're there for everybody's safety. No, <laughs> let's, let's get, make one thing clear. It's for our enjoyment and entertainment <laughs> because the minute the bars close and everyone's come stumbling out, yep. you see some of the greatest shows ever. It is literally, it is Bunch of cops and bunch of EMS just sitting there waiting for the show to start. For our civilian friends, it's nothing. It has nothing to do with our entertainment. We are there to perform a public service. <laughs> okay. Go on. Say that to yourself over and over again. So I, uh, so I see this dude, like, it was almost a face plant into the pavement because the way he was falling out of the bar, like... He defied the laws of physics. Yeah, so picture a moving train and you're getting off the train as it's moving at like about five miles an hour and you're trying to catch yourself from falling. Oh. <laughs> now picture a grown-ass man in a tuxedo with a top hat. What? Oh, yeah. It gets better. <laughs> what? <laughs> with toilet paper... What? On his shoe and the full roll. Dude, what kind of fucked up parties? Was, what kind of fucked up bar was this? You know the bar. I know. But was like, what kind of theme was going on? I have on? no idea. But, dude, we were, we, everyone was looking like, look at that. Look at that. And, dude, we were dying laughing. <laughs> and then right at City Hall, you know how yeah. they have uh, some of these monuments and whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, a group of ladies uh, after their night of having fun decided it was a great idea to climb up onto the statue. Yeah. One of them fell off. Yeah. And then wondered why she had like fucking eight broken bones. Uh, yeah. She had a huge scar going down her leg, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. ruined her dress. And EMS guys um, <laughs> were so funny and helpful at the same time. Because you could tell they were like, you are so fucked up. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> her, 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 I'll never forget. Her high heels were 
her heels were broken. What? Like smashed. One of them was in her fucking rib. Oh, it was like, <laughs> why? Why did I fall? And I'm like, maybe because you tried to climb 10 feet up this fucking statue that you really shouldn't have been climbing. And and it was amazing. So I'm, I'm sure you've seen your share yeah, of man. bars, like dump outs. I did four years in um, the college town area. Ooh, 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 ooh. I did okay. four years of midnights there. Okay. And it was like, you know, college town. So, you know, Monday, Tuesdays was always slow, but Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Oh my God. You know, and yeah. you had a fucking, you had a pick of everything going on. I mean, what happens when there's a bunch of kids that are shit faced in a yep. huge part of the city? You yep. get the predators that are always coming around. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you have all the fucked up shit you get uh, like, you get fixed posts to have to stand outside of these bars sometimes, right? Yep. And sometimes I remember I was young, you know, women would come up to me and talk to me and, and say some pretty interesting things. <laughs> and you'd be like, oh my God. Yeah. Uh, okay. Goes back to, and as I'm thinking about this, goes back to my FTO and he was like, you know, if you want a quick way to get fucking never get married or get divorced, be a cop. And I was like, holy shit, we call he's them, right. We call them badge bunnies. But I mean, just the funniest shit would happen all the time. Of course, there would be some serious shit. Yeah. Right. But just the funniest shit. And then when I got, I remember when I got on a special ops and just seeing, because I was never in the military, but seeing the dynamic of how the team worked and all that stuff, mm -hmm. it was just it, 10 times even better mm -hmm. of a fucking show. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It, I, we, we used to train and we, we got along so well as a team. We used to train and just have a fucking blast. Obviously, we'd get our things done. But I remember uh, one of the SWAT commanders at the time would like look at us and be like, can you guys shut the fuck up? <laughs> can you guys stop? Can you be serious for fucking 30 seconds? And we'd be like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you. Uh, the things that we do, it, it, it's it's uh, even uh, like, you know, some, uh, again, with, 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 SWAT, with SWAT, some of the, you know, training, we did a huge uh hostage rescue type scenario over at Gillette Stadium where, you know, the suites were all taken over, all that good stuff, and we're, you know, doing all our thing, and, you know, the SWAT commander's going over uh, kind of the, uh, what we're going to be doing, like, hey, you know, we're, you know, obviously hostage rescue, we're banging every room, blah, 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 and right, we said banging, and I, Giggity. <laughs> so, if you want to think, like, it was the full team, so about 40, 50 SWAT operators, yeah, right? Yeah. Somebody like maybe half a mile down the stick, you know, yells out, I like the band. And had this like Michael Jackson type voice that came out and we, we were all rolling. And it's like, but then, you know, once it came to work, like we were dead on serious, like, okay, oh, yeah. boom. And then we hit the doors. But, but it's, it's like people just don't see the, the, the comedy or the uh, human side of us that come out all the time. That's exactly what it is. We, here's, here's a great, a great one. We, so we did this, uh, we did, we had this, um, I think it was a barricade. It was years ago. I think it was a barricade and we were clearing the house. One of the SWAT operators had a, uh, a code Brown, like really bad. <laughs> Which you know I know where, where you're going. going with this. You know where I'm going with this. <laughs> like he was sweating. Yeah. And he goes, oh, no. And that's all you hear. <laughs> and we were right next to the bathroom. So he he, yelled, he says, hey, cover me. Now, we don't know what the fuck's going on. We're like, uh-oh, okay. Like, we, th we thought he needed, like, we thought we were clearing the bathroom again or because we already cleared oh, he it. He was like, going to clear the bathroom again. Oh, yeah, exactly. Dude, he literally dropped his drawers, kept his kit on. Dropped his pants. Wow. That's how fast he went. Had the rifle still slung and just let loose. Now, if you want to picture dumb and dumber when uh when <laughs> Harry goes fucking takes a shit because of the uh, laxatives that uh that Lloyd oh, gave him. God. Uh that was like almost the similar sounds that would come. We were like, "Holy sh He's like, giving birth the in there." We're like, "What the?" And then he was done within like you know, it was like the quickest, like 30 seconds. Like, <laughs> like he pushed everything out at once, cleaned up, done, and we're like Dude, <laughs> you just did that in the middle of a SWAT op. Like, it was amazing. There's been so many times, dude. So many times you're in a stack or fucking on the stairs. The stairs would fucking, oh, oh my God. You'd be on a, a flight of stairs and the guy in front of you would fucking, Let you, it you'd hear him giggle. Yeah, he, you'd hear him be and like. And the smell comes. Yeah, he, yeah. he'd be like. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck? 
fuck? What? And then you're like, oh, <laughs> stop it. Yep. Yeah. Oh, it, 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 oh it, it's fucking hilarious. Um, thinking of another story. This was another funny one. We we had a, so this was uh, when I was working major crimes, we had a, a drive-by shooting, um, long-winded investigation. Um, I think I worked like, shit, 20 hours straight um, on this because there was, so much involved with the drive-by and yeah. we ended up getting the suspect house and we got a search warrants all nine yards SWAT team hit uh the house um and so me being as the investigator I wasn't part of the stick or anything like that yeah. so it was you know I'm investigating this whole thing with with my you know major crimes unit with all our guys and <laughs> funny so they when they hit the house at old dark 30 um numerous flashbangs went off, you know, you're here, like we're down the street, you know, about three, 400 yards back, um, kind of tactically just hiding behind uh, a house mm -hmm. um, in case any rounds start flying. But we see this little thing running down the street away from the house. Now it was myself and my, uh, my, uh, the detective commander at the time. Um, we're looking at that. We're like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. It looked like a, a little rodent. Yeah. All of a sudden, as it was getting closer, it was the suspect's dog. He had a, like little, a little chihuahua. Yeah, he had a little fucking <laughs> chihuahua thing. It was so freaked out from the fucking all the bangs going off. It just <laughs> booked it down the street. And we're like, oh, holy shit, that's a dog. And the dog literally, like, emergency brake. Yeah. Like, it skipped on the pavement, which was even funnier, <laughs> and took a left and just fucking took off. So I can imagine, and every cop listening to this can imagine it too. Oh my god, yeah. And and what's even funnier is, you know, after we arrested and and did what we needed to do, whatever, a Facebook post on the community page went out from the suspect family looking for the a dog. missing dog, <laughs> a missing dog, and they had the picture up. So we were Aww. again dying laughing. That poor dog. Well, no. the dog, the dog ended up. All right, for the animal lovers, dog got found. It's all said. Dog is is happy. Somebody uh, just was dialing PETA I right know, now. Right. These cops are making fun of a lost dog. <laughs> yeah, it's okay, people. Fucking dog was found, but it was just it, it, at that time it was just so funny because again. You find like when you're up for that long and you you got an intense op going, you find comedy in, in everything. In everything, yeah. you're just like and and my favorite thing is when we went into the suspect's house, it was like I don't know uh, something out of uh, uh, like a horror playhouse. Like when you go to the carnival and you walk into like a, one of them, you know, weird mirrored rooms yeah, and yeah, they got yeah. weird statues everywhere. Yeah. Like you walk, you walked in, you're like, oh my God, am I in a fun house right now? <laughs> like what the fuck's going on in here? And and that's something like people don't realize. Like, you know, when we do search warrants on these bad guys or whatever, you get to see what life is like in their mind. Yeah. It's, it's actually amazing because you're like, no wonder why you're so fucked up. And half the time you're like, this motherfucker needs Jesus. Or oh, something. oh, pretty much. <laughs> like, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. You're like... What is this? Is that not if you can if you can explain policing in three words, one statement, would it not be what the fuck? Pretty much. Like nine out of ten things. Pretty much. What the fuck? So so <laughs> my cousin, uh, you, you know you know exactly where I'm gonna go with this. Brand new cop, right? He just got on the job. Yeah. Uh, he's been actually he just finished FTO, so I congratulated him and I gave him some pointers of certain things that you cannot say while you're on shift and certain things <laughs> to look out for. Before shift. So did you start with the, it's quiet tonight. Exactly. <laughs> and he told me, he started laughing. He said he actually said that one night and his FTO almost kicked his ass out of the fucking car. Yeah. I'm like, dude, yeah, you never say that. And I was like, and the other thing is when the full moon's out, mm. be prepared. And he's like, why? I was like, I don't know what it is about the fucking moon, but you get the wildest fucking things. Like, I don't know. It, it, I'm it, surprised as to how many people don't believe that. It's like you look at science and data, right? Yeah. You want evidence. Yeah. If you look at the full moons yes. and you see the fucking crime rates going up, you know there's a correlation, no, right? There, there is. I, so I found, uh, I, I basically, when he was asking me, uh, what do I mean by the, the moon? I'm going to show you this, this meme I sent him because I found, you know, this was uh, uh, a while ago. I, uh, I found it and I saved it. And, uh, and I said, here's why you, right here. I said, 
So this meme, normal people, ah, uh, what a beautiful moon. Law enforcement says, ah, oh, oh, crap. crap. <laughs> like, here's the thing. It's out there in the interwebs. It's got to be true. It's got to be true. <laughs> okay. So, and, and then I find this other, uh, basically it's dispatch, uh, saying central tall units, please be advised that there's a full moon uh, crazy status has been upgraded to insanity. Watch your six, get home safe, central out. Yeah. How true is that? True. There is, here's the thing. We all know, again, we're going to get a little geeky with science. We know that the moon has a lot of effects on the earth. Of course it does. To animals, to the oceans. The tides, everything. To the tides. Yeah. To even seasons. Seasons, even to human behavior. Of course it does. And for those who uh, do not believe that, then I don't know. You know what? <clears throat> Go back to COVID status and stay in your homes. I'll put it out there. If anybody wants to know the science behind it, shoot us an email. I will personally talk to you. I am the biggest physics geek you'll ever meet. Or if somebody is a lot smarter than us, uh, please email us and call us. And tell us. us. And tell us why this happens. Because I would love... Here's the thing. I can go on Google and search it, and I'll find some fucking bullshit artist who wrote uh, uh, a thesis about why the moon affects humans a certain way. And that's the same dude who probably plays Call of Duty for 13 hours a oh, day. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I'd rather get actual uh, scientists, medical professionals or whatever I will to, say, to give me the answer. I will say, I am wearing a NASA shirt. Just saying. That's true. <laughs> Actually, he is. That makes me a professional right yeah, now. Yeah, Scientist. He is geeked out. Okay. And I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it throughout the entire pandemic. All these scientists and experts, again, not one was right. Here's the thing. Again, we all know science is a fluid. It's a evolving. It's you test your hypothesis, scientific method. Right. You know, it's 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 always going to change no matter what. I mean, look, how many times over the years have you heard eggs are good for you, eggs are bad for you, eggs are good for you, eggs are bad for you, eggs are good. Like, it flip-flops. God, I love eggs. Yeah, I love eggs myself, so I don't give a fuck. But, again, it goes to show that the studies, I, I mean, even even... You know, I, we talk a lot about forced science, right? Even with them, some studies they've done, and, and I think I've read a couple, where they said, this is the only study of its kind, more tests will need to be done. Yeah, that's the point of it. That's Trial the and error. It. I was watching something on YouTube, or YouTube, or maybe TikTok or something the other day, right? And I don't know where you, know, where you stand on climate change or anything. And frankly, I don't care, not, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Mm-hmm. And there was this, 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 you know, super hippie, you know, the world's about to end type of, you know, we need to Please fucking, let it end. yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. How many times have you guys listening and you, I'm in, how many times you've been like, I wish there was an asteroid inbound. Uh, trust me. I pray for one a lot. Now, a lot of people are going to hear that and be like, these guys are so savage. They want people to die. You get how we fucking mean it. Shut up. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> Yeah. Where was I going with? Oh, oh, they were talking about climate change, right? Yeah. And this lady had the the most perfect fucking rebuttal that I have ever heard. I wish I could, I, if I had it, I'd, I'd play it for you. We'll, we'll post it. We'll, we'll post it. And she was like, dude, you got to realize, I, I used to use this argument too a couple of a couple of years ago, and I'll tell you how. You got to realize that, you know, a couple of hundred years ago, the general consensus among scientists was that the earth was flat. Yeah, 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 yeah. It took one person out of the millions of people to be like, no, y'all are wrong. And some of these people were ostracized for it. Some of these people were, you know, kicked out of fucking my, countries my, for it. My son uh, read a thing on Galileo. Yeah. And, yeah. and he tells me how horrible Galileo was treated yeah. as a result of his theories of the round earth. And, you know, the, uh, I think it was him who also said the earth revolves around the sun, not the sun revolves around the earth. I believe it was him yeah. that also said, so, so my son was funny. He, he, he even knows of these things like, yes, the earth is round. It's not fucking flat. Yeah. You know? Speaking of this shit, how many times have you encountered like the EDPs that are like, you're here from the government. <gasps> You're watching me. Speaking of, okay, EDP. EDP that believes, uh, this one EDP believes that um, this EDP, specific EDP, put black uh, trash bags all over their home because they believe the government has thermal imaging that is penetrating through <laughs> their their house and... Like, it is the most bizarre. I'm not going to give too much because it's still sort of recent case, so I'm not going to really <laughs> dive into it too much just for, you know, privacy reasons. But to me, like, 
you know, we all laugh about it because, you know, we, we get we get this person transported all the time to, to the mental hospital. They release him. It's, it's, it's almost turning into this revolving door, kind of like a revolving door of justice, where now it's a revolving door of mental health. Right. Where we ship him. Like, hey, we got you. We recognize that you have a severe, severe mental issue. We're going to send you to the hospital to get help. Hospital does the ABCs as in yeah. like, you know, yep, temperature's normal. You're check back stabilized. Yep. Check the box. Back out. Bill the insurance. $10,000 or whatever. Let's get the next customer. No longer patients. Yeah. It's now customers. Now serving number 64. Exactly. In exactly. the deli counter. Exactly. <laughs> you know, the, the bullshit that keeps going. And it's like... Like, you know, like living like that in their mind every single yeah. day must be exhausting. Yeah. Like dude. it's gotta be exhausting. Like, here's the thing. Like we, we laugh, like, you know, we, we've had, you know, we've had so many funny instances where again, you scratch your head. You're like, what the fuck? You know, society I had gives one you the, yeah, go ahead. Three weeks ago. Yeah. Maybe three, four weeks ago. I don't know what fucking month we're in. Um, uh, the caller stated that somebody was in her car. Yeah. So it came in as like a B&E in progress. Okay. I fly over there, fucking this and that. I get out, nothing going on, obviously. Yeah. Car door is locked. Okay. Right? <clears throat> I asked for the caller to come out. Caller comes out. I talk to her. I'm like, so what's going on? And uh, they go, well, somebody was in my car. I said, did you see them? Said, oh, no. So what do you mean? She said, somebody smoked in my car. I said, what do you mean smoked in your car? Yeah. It's like, it smells like smoke. Okay. I'm like, do you want to check it out? Like, I, I'm still trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? She unlocks the fucking car. I'm like, first of all, it was locked. Yep. She unlocks the car. I sit inside just to be like, okay, what's this person talking about? Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah. I'm missing something here. I'm like, the car smells fucking great. It smells like fucking cherries. Mm -hmm. Like, what the fuck is going on? Mm -hmm. I walk back up. I'm like, ma'am, I don't think there was anybody in your car. You know what I mean? And then she just fucking went off. Mm. Bananas. You're part of the fucking problem. You're a fucking spy. You're this, oh, you're that. Like going far. down the line. Dude. Yeah. No, it wasn't like an anti-cop thing. No, it no, was no. Like a CIA. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 So I remember, dude, in my mind. Now, mind you, body cameras going and everything. I remember in my mind, I'm like, should I? Should I? <laughs> and what, you know me. I was like, am I going to instigate this or am I going to fuck it? Did I'm you like, totally troll her? <laughs> Is that what you wanted to do? I don't want to get fired. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, can I get an ambulance for a fucking mental health check? Mm -hmm. But it's just the amount of shit that's out there. It's uh, fucking crazy. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of another uh, funny story that, that occurred. Uh, we, you know, this was again, years ago, uh, again, because statute of limitations expired probably by now. Um, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, I had a call. Um, actually even better one, even better. I wasn't working, but this actually happened. We have a zoo in our medium sized city and there was a massive, uh, llama breakout. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned this once before. Yes. And the officers had to corral the llamas together <laughs> and get them back. And I'm like, that, that is amazing. I can't like seeing the pictures online, like you yeah. know, on the news, I couldn't stop laughing. And I'm like, of course, of course they did. <laughs> like as, as a cop, again, we're, our job is crime disorder, shit like that. But then everything else still falls to us. Right. No matter what, no matter how you skin it, how you change it, no matter how much reform you do, people will still, society will still dump the garbage on us, no matter what. The most asinine, not even garbage, the most asinine shit. Have, have you ever gotten, and guys listening to this, have you ever gotten a call for fucking uh, food being too cold at a restaurant? <laughs> I've gotten a call uh -huh. for food being too cold yeah. at a restaurant. I, li I like the South. So, certain Southern states, that's an arrest. That's what do you mean? A, uh, false uh, calling nine one one like uh, false uh, reporting or uh, they call it something else. But, but but hold on, these people obviously have mental issues in their mind. It's real. Yeah, like let's call the police. There's a problem. Yeah, let's call the police. Yeah, like holy shit. Well, again, that's the whole idea behind you know the whole thing we've been talking about is society's problems is just dumped on police, no matter what. I kind of like it. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like in reality, our jobs would be very boring. Boring. If yeah. We turn into firemen and respond to crimes only. We'd be in great shape. I know we would be. Dude, we'd be working out all we'd the be time. Xbox champions, dude. 
Talk about Call of Duty, bro. We'd be fucking tier one operators. In Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> in Call of Duty. But, but you know, it's, it's like, so, so that's the thing. Like, that's why I think we wanted this episode to be a little more lighthearted because just to show, again, the, the human side of, I mean, we do it a lot, uh, the human side of law enforcement through serious discussions. And, right. you know, now more of the funnier stuff where, you know, I, I'll never forget, like, there are times where, uh, here's, here's a good one. So we had this, uh, at my job at major crimes, uh, we ended up, um, back page, right? Back page was the, all the rage a couple of years ago. Yeah. It's no longer the case now or a few years the ago. The one that took over Craigslist. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So Giggity. there was a lot, yeah, there, so there was a <laughs> lot of obviously human trafficking, prostitution, all kinds of stuff that go, got funneled through back page. Yeah. So had this investigation, uh, Someone in town in our medium-sized city was soliciting, basically. So we had one of our undercovers um, reach out. We got numerous complaints. So we did an undercover sting type of thing. Our undercover uh, officer uh, played the role of a biker. Uh, it was actually really well done. Um, so have you seen The Wire? I have not. <sighs> I know. You so keep telling me to. Yeah. Dude. I know. You suck. I know. So you're not going to understand this reference. But I hear anyways. that a lot lately. So, <laughs> so in The Wire, there's a scene where McNulty um, goes into an Asian massage parlor that is actually a, a prostitution ring or whatever. No. He's wearing a wire, but the wire failed on him, and he's trying to do the, co the, the signal the for sig them to get in <laughs> when it was so quiet. The commander finally said, all right, we're going, go yeah. in. And you see McNulty laying there. You're basically getting a ham job. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what? I kept saying the code. Like, you, you guys get, you know, came in late, whatever. So anyways, so. I can never confirm or deny that that's ever happened. But anyway, go on. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we, we put the wire on the undercover. And we're like, and right away, I already started thinking of, we were all thinking of the wire. <laughs> we're like, well, I hope this thing doesn't fail on you, you know, because, you know, we were talking about why we were laughing. He's like, I kind of do. <laughs> well, and he was like, oh, my wife won't be happy, you know. But uh, but so it all went fine, like the, the wire and everything. And uh, and we ended up going in. You know, he said the signal. We went in, took care of business, the whole nine yards, arrested the uh, suspect, took the suspect away. We had a search warrant for the house. Was he smoking a cigarette when you guys went in there? <laughs> yeah, right. So we start searching evidence, you know, fruits of the crime, stuff like that for other potential Johns and, and maybe other people that she, she or he I, may have been involved in. I could have gone somewhere with that, but hold I'm, on. Hold I'm, on. Hold okay. on. So we start bagging evidence, certain things for evidence. So it was one of the grossest and funniest at the same time. Cause you're talking about a sex den in the basement of this house. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> so I, uh, so we're all gloved up, but the, I'll never forget the stickiness you feel oh. <laughs> like when you're like, you're like, oh. you're like, what the fuck, you know? And she, she or he had all sorts of lubes everywhere. At least they had uh, Yankee candle scented. Oh, so it, was, nice. it was very nice yeah, scented tropical uh, scent. room. <laughs> so we start searching bags and, uh, you know, this person had like hundreds of ba different backpacks and purses and whatever. So I <laughs> reach my hand into this big backpack and I feel a rubber uh, oh. cylinder type object. And I'm like, oh, and I get my hand out and I'm like, guys, 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 I think I found something. And, you know, it, w it wasn't like jackhammer. <laughs> it wasn't even like a crime or anything. No, no, no. I turned the bag upside down and dumped it out. It must have been like a fuck four foot long dildo purple dildo <laughs> that's what i mean by the jackhammer yeah. so now oh, our fuck. our so we bagged it as evidence purposely now let me tell you why i know why tell them <laughs> oh no no so it was a friday afternoon the evidence officer wasn't in so we wanted monday morning for the evidence officer to come in and because he needs to log in all the evidence that was put in temp evidence yeah. over the weekend. And 
I'll tell you right now, there was absolutely no reason for us to really take that in as evidence, <laughs> even though we could have, you know, we, I mean, we took a picture and all that, but, but it, it, even no though, reason to go where you went. With yeah. You. No reason other than to fuck with our fellow evidence officer. <laughs> so I wasn't working like at the time I was the uh, four to 12 detective. So I wasn't working during the day, but this is what I heard. Mm -hmm. So he comes in Monday morning. He's checking the temp evidences, you know, checking them in, whatever, whatever. Gets to the evidence that we seized. I guess all you heard out of the evidence room is, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Exactly. That was the response. And there was absolutely no, re uh, before yeah. we get into the, the constitutional lawyers here, yes, we have every right to actually take it because it's part of the crimes of and, and fruits of the crime and all that good stuff. And it shows yeah. the uh, whatever. Everybody calm down. Yeah, exactly. Everybody calm down. But the reality of it is this. We didn't really need to take it. But we took it just to fuck with our fellow uh, fellow officers, which we do that a lot, though, to each other. Especially, here's the thing. It, it, in, in, in policing, it's, 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 and even in the military, if we fuck with you, we actually like you. Right. That's yeah. just the way it is. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's, it's like, I don't think that happens in corporate America at all, unless you're working with veterans, you know, combat veterans. I say it all the time. I mean, like, if people actually saw what, what went on in some of the places that I've worked, like a walking HR nightmare. Oh yeah, no. Like I, I've had like the uh, civilian um, uh, individual uh, people that work for the PD, uh, whether they do like records clerk or whatever, whatever you know, the chief secretary uh, and whatever else that we have uh, over there. They tell me all the time, "Oh, I mean, I could never work in like a normal office." Oh yeah, because they end up loving it. They love the environment and yeah. fucking. Some of them like they're drawn to it. Well, not just that; they would not be able to joke with us yeah like they would if, if they were in some civilian job because again like you said it's an hr nightmare it's one of the reasons i i have a business on the side and i deal with you know administration all the time and i just know excuse me i know how to talk to these people you know and i never tell them that i'm a cop obviously because it's yeah. conflict of interest but they you know after a relationship of like a year they're like you're a cop, aren't you? And I'm like, yeah. And like, how do you know? And they're like, because it's the way you talk. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's yeah. like, uh, it's a culture. It's an environment. You can't like, once you're in it, it's almost impossible. Like imagine yourself going and working for a fucking corporate America right now. Yeah. You'd lose your fucking mind. Oh, dude. I, I've, I've known people who went corporate America who yeah. were in the military. And I, I know some right now who are currently, dude, they lose their minds. They're like, they, they can't handle some of the, not that they can't handle it. It's just the, the, the corporate America culture is very touchy-feely. I I mean, now that it's over, it, I used to work another full-time job in the banking industry, yep. right? I would do my police job and then do that job after, yep. right? There's 24 hours in the day. You know, you only need like two hours of sleep, whatever. <laughs> so, but that was one of the biggest problems. I had to bounce around to a couple of different places until I found one of the, one of the cultures that was kind of like, you know, young kids and yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. everybody having a good time and didn't give a shit about, you know, if you watch a funny video or something that somebody sends you and you laugh a little too loud, they put in an HR complaint. <laughs> what the f what? How can you work in an environment like that? Like, Lose your fucking mind. You would because again though, like to us as, as cops, like comedy is obviously the release because when we're dealing with Giggity. tense situations, yeah, we're dealing with sense, uh, tense situations, whatever it might be, we will laugh and joke. I mean, I, I remember once going to a, this was when I was on patrol, going to a uh, suicide and, um, you know, as patrol, you get there first, you request a uh, detective unit, uh, once, once you secure the scene. Um, and at the time I was looking for the individual who killed himself Yeah. and the, uh, husband said, oh, she's, she's downstairs in the basement. I said, oh, okay. So I'd make my way to the basement and <clears throat> I, I like, I ended the, 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 the person who committed suicide ended up hanging herself. Um, like she tied the around her neck, but to a pole and just leaned forward. Yeah. I've seen that a few times. So yeah. that was my first time seeing that. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, Oh shit. You yeah. know, like it was weird. It was yeah. weird because, <clears throat> because if you think that it was sort of like a hoarder's house, so you couldn't really, it wasn't like an open basement like any normal house that you'd go you know into their basements more organized and everything's packed nice no this was like shit everywhere yeah and stacked high so i couldn't i'm like okay i'm kind of trying to sift through shit and i come around the corner and i see her i'm like oh shit, jesus and you know so it was us like detectives came and they're doing their thing whatever and 
I remember one of the detectives cracking jokes and stuff like that, and the husband obviously got a little upset about right. that. Right, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And we were like, oh, I'm, you know, obviously we were, up, you know, sorry you had to hear that. We, you know, this is how we kind of deal with right. these types of things. Cause yeah, we, there's, there's, at know, the end of the day, there's no excuse. Yeah, no, there, there's no excuse. But, but again, it goes back to, like, Sometimes though that that's just our dark sense of humor, right? Like we have a fucking diabolical dark sense of humor, and if you are to go through my phone right now and see some of the chats I have with my guy, like oh my some God. of my cop friends and military friends, people would be horrified. They'd be like, "Dude, you need to be in a mental institution or something." Yeah, you know? because again, we have such a dark humor is because we deal with dark things, so to speak. It's a release, man. Like you said earlier, it's a release. And a lot of people don't get it. We try and, like when you're talking about that scene, right? And you had yeah. to apologize. That was one of the ones that went wrong and you're like, ah, oh, fuck. Mm -hmm. You know, and whoever did do the wrong there was probably never going to do it again. No, no, but, that, that person did apologize. So that right. detective was good. You know, it was, it was all, it was all set. But what I'm saying is it like, people need this shit. Yeah. If you don't, if you hold this shit inside and you don't find the humor in things, like how many times, dude, have you fucking died laughing back at the station about something? Oh my God. We're on scene. You were like Mr. Fucking knife hand. And you know what I mean? Like that was, uh, my, my partner actually, he always talks about my, my ex partner, he retired. He always talks about that one night at a motel where I just fucking went total NCO knife hand mode on like a group of 10 guys yeah, and they were all on basically on their knees begging not to go to jail because they just, I just fucking. I like, want to clarify this story, buddy. Motel guys on their knees. Go on. Oh, it gets better. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> no. So, so we go there and it's, it's so it's, uh, the, it's a motel that always crime fucking that, you know, you pay by the hour, which tells you a lot. I don't know what you're talking uh -huh. about. You pay by the hour and, and, uh, and, you know, we, we go over there and, you know, it's part of our, uh, at the time I was on the plainclothes unit. So it's part of our, you know, street crimes initiative type things. We will go over there and we'll do a walk through the motel and we hear like loud noises and, and people banging on door, you know, the, the, the specific room banging on doors or whatever, whatever. We're like, here we go. So <laughs> knock on the door. There was a bunch of dudes that are waiting on some girls to come down. They were going to party in this motel room. Now here's my, one of my questions. Why would you go to a motel to party when you have a hundred other places you could go to? What do you mean? Like, were they expecting like people to come? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, there was like a whole party planned at yeah. a motel. Yeah. You're like, dude, this is a motel. Not like a hotel where. Cheapo motherfuckers, dude. Well, yes. And, and it, it, it's, it boggles my mind though, because this motel is not really anything <laughs> fancy. It's fucking gross. <laughs> like. You jump on the bed, most likely you're gonna get stuck by three needles. Oh, oh no, it's it's bad, dude. It's it's a fucking bad. Twenty nine or no, sixty nine ninety nine a night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, and so, you know, so I'm sitting there. I'm like, hey, you, fucking disturbance. You guys need to cut the shit, all that stuff. And I was gonna leave it at that, but they had to have a little fucking back and forth attitude. Oh. Exactly. And. At that point, that's when I, I started, I, I lost it. I was like, you know what? I don't give a fuck anymore. Every fucking one of you, pull your IDs out. I'm going to fucking lock every fucking one of you up, blah, 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 blah. And dude, they were like, oh. like, and my partner's funny. My, my partner's got this kind of Southern sort of uh, twang to him or whatever. When, yep. when he gets all excited, he's like, oh, you done fucked up now. You pissed off my partner. Y'all Yo, going to jail now. Holy shit. You know, and, and uh, so he's also amping it up too. Yeah, yeah. So they're all pulling their IDs. Fucking IDs are flying everywhere. Here, 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 here. So I run them all for fucking want of warrants, right? Yeah. Because you know what? Fuck it. You know, and, and uh, you know, they're all clear. And I'm like, here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Fucking you guys are done tonight. And dude, they all left. They even did not care about their security deposit. Yeah. Nothing. It they wasn't just worth packed it. Packed up and left. Yeah. So now after shift, we're back at the station. We're laughing about it. Yeah. We're like, dude, I mean, dude, how what the fuck? How the fuck am I? You know, we're laughing. We're like, dude, whatever. Fucking they fuck with me and that's it. Yeah. And uh, you know, fucking I I just lost my temper. Well, now I lost my temper to a point where I'm punching them, but you know, got me mad enough where the NCO and me came out and the knife hand started really <laughs> shooting out. And, um, but again, it goes back to like training command presence and shit like that. But right. so we're laughing about it. Then we hear a call 
to go back to the motel. Patrol's going back over there. We're like, what the fuck? Don't tell me those guys came back, whatever, whatever. So we know a couple of the officers that went there, and I, we make a call to our commander, and we're like, hey, can we go down there? Because, you yeah. know, we were there already. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, no, nah, no, nah, you guys are done for the fucking night. Don't, don't even fucking go down there. Just let patrol handle it. So my partner sends a text to one of the guys. He's like, hey, tell me what you guys have just out of curiosity if it's the same fucking crew that we just kicked out. Yeah. No, it was the girls showed up now. <laughs> the girls yes. were now having the party. And <clears throat> So wait, were you off duty? We couldn't go back. Oh. Uh, yeah, no, we didn't, we didn't. Trust me, I was already like halfway home anyways. So because my partner calls me, he's like, hey, guess what? It wasn't those fucking, it was the girls. It was the girls there. And he's like, he's like, hey, and, and Jeff said, man, you should see this. And I'm like, oh, come on. I was like, of course. You know, so, so the girls ended up staying there and having the party, but they ended up leaving too because they caused a disturbance. So, so it, it, it was that's like a, another classic, like funny scenario right, situation right. where it's like, you only see it on this job. Yeah. Where else are you going to see this shit, dude? Yeah. Like where else are you going to see this shit? Where else are you going to, it's entertainment. Oh, it is. And, and here's the thing, like one thing that's true about policing, it's, it's like what 80, 90% boredom, 10% action. Right. Right. And, and then, then that, 1% pure panic. Yeah. Pure panic. Yeah. So, well, yeah. So, so it's, it's like one of those things where, the 90% boredom is all these little intricate things that we deal with. Right. Where it's just fucking funny. And you again, you scratch your head and you're like, what? You know what I found going back to patrol? What's that? And it was a weird dynamic for me because I was a decade on the fucking team, right? Mm -hmm. And going back and trying to shift out of the operator mindset and being, you know, officer friendly. Yeah. Fucking McGruff the crime dog. Yeah. Uh, I start, Dude, I start, you know these young cops don't know McGruff the crime dog. Google that shit, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you go went way back, Officer bro. friendly, too, Holy yeah. Holy shit. Wow, I feel fucking old. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is I found that using, and maybe it's just because it's my nature, right? I found that using humor at a call, you know, with the people that you're interacting with has helped a lot. Oh, no, it, it does. 100%. And I, I never used to do that. I don't yeah. know if it's like a new thing or if I shouldn't be doing it anymore. Again, I mean, this is on the show, right? We talk about this shit. But I found that it's really effective in de-escalating shit, in helping people out, making people feel more comfortable with you. You know, they, I, they, I do it a lot because I've, I've been doing it like, again, my, my FTO um, named TJ will just use his, his, everyone knows TJ who, uh, from my previous job. One thing he told me that always stuck with me is be yourself. Yes. Be yeah, real, yeah, be yeah. yourself. Yep. Everything will work itself out. If you're going to go in, Mr. Fucking Tough Guy, pretend to be something you're not, you're going to get fucking punked quick. It, it's an interesting balance, right? Yeah. You, you got to be yourself. You have to have that command presence. If you don't have the command presence, you're going to seem like you're being a cocky prick. Here's the thing. People are going to call you out on it. To me, command presence is a natural thing yes. if you already have it. Yep. Right? I could walk into a room. And people were like, for example, I was, I remember going from city hall to the PD walking because we're right next to each other. And, uh, some random guys like, oh, you must be a cop. I'm like, oh yeah, I am I'm with the PD. He's like, man, you look it cause you're look like you're, you're on a mission. I'm like, so, so that to me, that's command presence. Like that's natural. Showed, it's, it's a natural thing for me right. uh, where, you know, you walk into a situation like again, primal instincts, apex yeah. predators, uh, humans, pick up the energy of the other human. So if you're a cop who has that intense, uh, I've been called intense before, by the way, <laughs> it's like, Oh, okay. no, you, I'm shocked, but Mahatma Gandhi. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No. So, so when I walk into like, when I, I've seen it over and over, when I walk into a room right away, you get the, Oh shit. Yeah. Like, okay. The, this dude is, is not here to, Fuck around. Fuck around. Yeah, like, yeah. I will joke with people. I even joke with suspects. Like, yeah. I don't care. Like, you know, gang kids, whatever. Like, I, I'll do whatever. You know, I remember I had a Crips kid. Like, when I got issued my uh, Dodge Charger, I had a Crips dude. Um, you know, he saw me driving. Like, I had the windows rolled down. He's like, yo, officer, you know, Kafel. I'm like, hey, what's up, dude? He's like, I see you upgraded. I'm like, I know. <laughs> hey, you want to hit some wheels on this thing? Let's do it. Let's right, do it. Right. And he was laughing. But you can tell. Like, you yeah. can tell that... that there's, I can think of two or three people, and we know thousands of cops, right? But I know of two or three people where it's like, you can tell it's absolutely rehearsed. Yeah. 
Like it's a hundred percent. Oh yes. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, dude, stop looking at yourself in the mirror yeah. and pretending to this and that. Yeah. And then you can always tell who the people that do it naturally. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. You carry yourself a certain way. Exactly. And, and that's the thing where command, you know, command presence, uh, officer safety, all that, you know, this is actually towards the end. We'll do a quick little learning point for all new officers. Yes. Don't be something you're not. Exactly. Be, be yourself. Right. hundred percent. That's all. That, it, this job is 90% of it is acting. Yeah. That's you have to be a chameleon. You have to be a chameleon. You have to adapt, overcome, and you have to uh, gauge yourself. And, and quick example, um, this happened, this, this was a situation with an EDP. The EDP refused to believe that we were all actual police officers. We're all impersonators yeah. Yeah. who have plastic faces on, and we are sent by some entity, who knows, and the EDP demanded DNA tests from all of us. Now, the EDP was going on the ambulance, so we, I played into that yep. paranoia. Yep. I said... Okay, we're all going to go get DNA tested just so you believe that we're all human. Human. Yeah, yeah. And that actually worked. That's a de-escalation tool of right course. there. By just, like, you can't go back and forth with an EDP. Nope, you're going to go into that fucking ambulance, blah, blah, blah. Like, right. no, it's not going to work. It's like trying to argue with a drunk. Exactly. It's not going to happen. It's like arguing with my, my kid. <laughs> but see, a lot of people, right, but a lot yeah. of people are going to see that and- you were serious at the time. You were using techniques. Yeah. You were using all that stuff. It's not going to stop you from going back and fucking laughing about it with your buddy. And oh, yeah, like, can yeah. you believe I just fucking said oh, yeah, that? No, we're, blah, 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 we were blah. laughing in the car when we were leaving. I will tell you something that just came to mind. One of the strangest fucking things I've ever had with an EDP. Yep. Years and years ago, dude. And I'll never forget this one. We're, we're same situation, like fucking tinfoil on. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, windows boarded shut. Like, holy shit, right? Yep. Peeing in a... Dude, peeing in a peeing in bottles and leaving Ew. it there because the DNA gross. would get picked out of the sewer and uh, fucking crazy, right? Yeah. And then I noticed there's shit all over the fucking walls of, uh, you know, psychedelic stuff yeah, yeah. and spiritual stuff, which I'm not dogging at all. I'm very spiritual. Um, and I believe in like a lot of the paranormal shit. And this fucking lady turns around. I must have been there 30, 40 seconds, dude. And this lady turns around and goes, hi, Peter. And I was like, what? Yeah. Fuck, does she know my name? Yeah. And it like, dude, I got goosebumps thinking about it. Yeah. And I was like, ah. Uh, and I remember the dude that was with me was like, you know her? Yeah. I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're just going to leave this one alone. Yeah, exactly. Okay. We're going to back away now. Can you leave my soul where it's at, yeah, please? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's, I remember going, uh, actually, this last one, uh, real quick. It was a, I, I've never dealt with this it was so i go over there because it was some juvenile issue going on whatever whatever and i noticed you know i started noticing some things on the wall you know as you're talking to people you start looking around just to kind of okay yeah. let's see this environment you, you know scanning the area seeing what's what and i'm looking around i'm like huh there's some interesting stuff going on here so i'm continuing talking and getting to know the family and and at the time i was in major crime so i had some time and you know to kill and sitting there talking to mom getting to know the mom and all that and i learned that uh, she's a witch oh legit legit oh. and she showed me her uh, fucking around with that yeah yeah she showed me her box of uh potions or yeah, whatever yeah, you want to yeah, call yeah, it it's yeah. like different herbs and knickknacks sure. and I'm like, okay, I'm going to be as nice as possible. Yep. I don't want to walk out with some fucking- Some hex. Hex or something. Uh, I did check my pockets to make sure that uh, nothing was left in my pockets to <laughs> curse me for the rest of my life. You pull out like fucking chicken bones <laughs> and yeah, shit. Exactly. <laughs> so so again, the, the comedy of it, right? Right. You know, some of the shit we see and, and deal with, you, you just laugh, you know, and you have to laugh. And, it, you know, I respect everyone's freedoms to- be who they are and whatever. And, but, it, but again, though, this job gives you, I can, I think like it can be living in a free society and being a cop in a free society poses a lot of its challenges. Mm -hmm. And also those same challenges come with a lot of comedy because again, you scratch your head. You're like, I thought I seen it all, but then society turns around and says, hold my beer. I got another thing for you to look at. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's just funny, funny stuff. Another thing that just came to mind is, you know, when somebody fucks up that you're friends with, I, I 
fuck with somebody that I've known for 20 years and I still, every time I see them, you know, we don't work together now, but every time I see them, I fucking don't let it down. What, oh, they, yeah. what they did 20 years ago. Oh, yeah, and no, it's still no funny. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what. We're like, oh, fuck you, man. 20 years ago. Yeah. You know? So yeah. Oh yeah. No, that's true. That's true. Ah, oh, dude. You know, it's good to have episodes like this, Simon, where we're not talking doom and gloom and yeah. fucking asteroids. And <laughs> but trust me, if the asteroids come in, please let it come. <laughs> Good stories. It just, you know, let's keep this shit up, man. Yep. And thanks to everybody for making us the number one military and law enforcement podcast on the planet. Check us out at projectsapiens.org. Shoot us an email. Thanks to our thousands of listeners worldwide, our awesome supporters, and Till Valhalla Project, AAAPoliceSupply.com, Havoc Journal, our partners at the Profiles and Havoc Podcast, FitCops.com, 22 Mohawks. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We love you. Stay safe. Stay sapient. Stay sapient.